Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. You know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Welcome to episode 161 of the Bobbycast, and this one's going to be about artists who hate their biggest hits, which is interesting. I told you about this yesterday, and I was like, I want you to hop on because this is a good one. I like it. Do you know any of these? Um, I, I was trying to guess some, and I would think Red Hot Chili Peppers would come to mind, like Under the Bridge. They don't like playing that one? I would think not, right? Oh, you don't know. I don't know. Is that on here? Because every time I've, I've been to like 10 Chili Pepper shows, they play it every time. Oh, they do? Yeah, and the whole place is like, and I don't ever want to be. It's, it's a moment. I, that's their smash, right? Like, that's their big song. Under the to Bridge, me that, it is. that to got me it is. them started, I, think I, that, I feel. I think that was their moment song, but I don't know if it was their biggest song. Because I would think that something like um, uh, Aeroplane, oh, yeah. something huge. that we don't think is the biggest, because we're hardcore Chili Pepper fans, but right. it actually popped the mainstream, because it was in Beavis and Butthead, Pop Radio played the crap out of it. Right. So I would think it would be something like... It's my aeroplane. It's my aero. Yeah. Okay. So, not to totally shift at the beginning of this, but I would think like that or... That was something that came to my mind. Brian Adams, everything I do, I do it for you. You know what I mean? Like, his smash. But why would he want to sing that? It's the Robin Hood song. Because the, you got to get the people what they want. So, who are these people? I'm right. so curious. You're going to know one of these easy. As soon as I play this note, the first one you and I have talked about a lot. Oh, that's not the right one. Hold on. <laughs> it's Kenny, it's Kenny two, G. two songs with the same name. No, no. Here. Oh, chorus. Radiohead Creep. They don't play it. This is the one that's the most legendary to me of a massive band that will not play their biggest song. But this is the, hey, we're so cool, we don't need to play that song. Like, everyone likes that song, but that's the, not even our best song. It's not even who we are anymore. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what got me onto Radiohead. But I agree with them. Like, Shut there's, up. there's a lot of good Radiohead. Okay, and yeah. that's not, And it doesn't, it doesn't sound like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But still, that's that's what a lot of people our age in their 30s got into Radiohead for because we heard this song. Okay, and we're like, whoa, that weird. And that, and if I'm right to it again, I'm just going from memory here. I don't know if it's written in here, but that uh, was accident. Oh, really? Yeah, I love those fun facts like that. But I'm a creep. 
Like, was, he was just uh, popping his guitar. And a producer said, ooh, it, that would sound cool it was all, I think it was rolling. Wow. And they were like, oh, that works there. It was something like that. Fun fact, I knew a girl in college. She was at a club and saw Tom York. Yeah. In like, it was like a jam-packed club. And she looks right at him. She goes, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You are. And he just put his finger up like, no. Oh, like, don't say it. <laughs> like, don't, don't get it. Like, just going. no. Don't, don't even say a word. And then walked off. She was like, it was amazing. Radiohead's never liked the song. I'll read to you from this article. Tom York would say that it's crap and had short shrift for whatever that means. In his short shrift? I don't know, dude. He's from another country. For fans who asked to hear it in concert. The song has also caused legal trouble with both the Hollies and there's a song called The Air That I Breathe, sued over melodic sim- uh, similarities, and Lana Del Rey. And Crete became a mainstay in the mid-90s. And they didn't want to play it. They went several years without performing at all. And they did it finally in 2016. That does say a little something about them. Like, they should respect that song. Because that really got the whole world listening. Yeah. That's what launched Radiohead. I wouldn't be able to know those all those cool other songs if it wasn't for this Maybe, song. Maybe. But I would say yes. Because that was basically a pop song. Yep. All right. Here we go. Uh, this is one theory on Radiohead's guitar, right? Um, the guitar crunch before the chorus in Radiohead's Creep was from guitarist Johnny Greenwood intentionally trying to sabotage the song. Oh. <laughs> a lot of theories about it. But that's, I don't know about that one. I don't one, know if I'd buy that that's one. That's one that I just read there. But I'm a I know that it wasn't supposed to be in the song. Like it, when it was written, it wasn't. Interesting. Right, so that's one. They don't like playing that song. Rarely do they, only a couple times in the past set of years. The other one that I played was this one. That's also Creed. TLC Creed. They won't play it? What? Do they, are they still around? Well, yeah, they, I think they play without Left Eye a do little they? bit. Yeah. But even then, you remember the song or no? Yeah, vaguely. I mean, I wasn't. this wasn't my time to like listen to radio. I was cool then, dude. I was listening to like... Oh, were you? Yeah. Other stuff. The song didn't even almost make it out of the studio. It's about women who cheat on their cheating partners in order to make them feel jealous. Like, you cheat on me, I'm going to cheat on you. In the documentary, The Last Dates of Left Eye, she claims she was so adamant the song should not see the light of day that she threatened to wear black tape over her mouth during the music video, wouldn't even oh. sing during it. And they were like, we don't even want to sing it. They, were, they hate doing it. They hate doing it. I saw a show about them, like, not making any money. Well, they, yeah. So there's a whole podcast, yeah. too. Really? What's um, it called? Well, the guy that does the, um, the, the, oh, the yeah, disgrace, yeah. he talks about her and her story and Andre Rising and her burning his house down. And wow. Andre Rising, yeah, that was a bad relationship. They talked about that on that show yeah. I was watching. So, yeah, but they don't like that song. So that, Interesting. That, that was like the last one on the list, but I accidentally hit it. <laughs> You're going to say that for the end? Yeah. Um, okay. Here we go. No. She has to. Now, if you're Miley Cyrus and you're this big, you know, um, young adult star, do you really want to play your 15 stuff from your 15 years old? Yeah. That's like Paul McCartney never singing "I Want to Hold Your Hand." Like, yeah, no, it's not. Stop it. What? L- no, Miley Cyrus <laughs> not singing "Party in the USA" is nothing like but, a Beatle. But in that aspect, no. where like you're asking a 60 year old man to sing something he wrote when he was 18, like, yeah. But again, she wrote this as a young teenager. I would think. That is a, you, you put that. By the way, I don't think Miley wrote this. Oh, she didn't. No, I don't think so. So that when you get to be thirty, you probably think it's cool to, again to play a hit from a kid. But when you're in that age where you're trying to redefine yourself oh, as an dude. adult, 
but this is perfect artist. for her. Like, like it's funny you say you shouldn't even write it. You listen to that, you're like, oh yeah, she's a Nashville girl going to LA for the first time. Like, I understand this story. Like, it makes me feel close to Miley just by listening to the song. Is Miley listed as one of the writers at all? No. no? Uh, Miley Cyrus admitted that choosing the song was minimal. It was written by Jesse J and some others. That she picked the song because she needed something to go with her clothing line. Wow. She did not expect it to be popular. It was something that she wanted to do because she needed a song best for the album. Later, it was like, ah, uh, I feel like a sellout. So she doesn't like playing it. That's crazy. She was so over that song that during a party in Chicago, she asked the DJ to play any of her own songs except freaking party in the USA. I was the opposite. When that song came out, I would be at bars and tell the DJ but to play party her. in the USA. Here's my point with this. She was a young teenager, and she got <laughs> famous when she was a teenager. Yeah. And as you try to grow out of that bubblegum pop, you don't want to have to play your bubblegum pop. And how drastic did she go from that to, like, yeah, she, naked pool parties? Well, she's 26 now, so I would think that now, as she is more solidified with who Miley is, she's probably okay with playing it now, right? Okay. I would think when you're 19 to 24... You're like, that's not who I am. I don't want people thinking that. We know who she is now. Sure. We understand who she is. But she but, hates it. So. And you're at a concert and you're my, Miley Cyrus show and she doesn't play it, aren't I'm you? Pissed, you're yeah. a little pissed, right? Pissed, yeah. Yeah. But Makes again, no sense to me. I went to REM show they didn't play any hits. <laughs> that sucks. It's my favorite story of me hating a concert. <laughs> that sucks. Sorry, dude. I love REM and I go to an REM show. They played no hits. They just played their whole new album. It was an odd new record. <laughs> that's cold. But I bet they were so happy that, to do that. Like, that's such a band thing to do. Yeah. It is weird. They have a song that uh, they don't play anymore, Shiny Happy People. Love it. There's, some, there's a story behind this. It was supposed to be the Friends theme song? Yeah. I mean, we talked about it on this show. Right? Yeah. It was, it was originally going to be the, the Friends theme song. This. Shiny Happy People. And the singer here is the B-52 singer, Love Shack Girl. Oh, wow. It sounds yeah. That's her. So R.E.M.'s record company, listen to the story of this song. They say, hey, we need an up-tempo pop track. We need something like fun, goofy. So they said, okay, we're going to make this st stupid song. And thinking the label would reject it. And unfortunately for them, they didn't. And then it became a huge single. Michael Stipe said, I hate that song. <laughs> and so he's like, I, I just don't like it. He said, I wouldn't say I'm embarrassed by the song, but it has limited appeal for me. I never badmouth. I try never to say anything bad about songs that I don't particularly like because there might be someone out there who hears it and it means everything too. But the band has decided to leave Shiny Happy People off their Greatest Hits albums. They, they don't play it for the most part. He said, if there's one song that I send to Outer Space that does not represent R.E.M., it would be Shiny Happy People. Wow. I love the song. It's awesome. Yeah. And I think of the music video and them all dancing around. I don't remember that. You don't? No. What were they doing? Um... It was just a bunch of people on like a soundstage dancing around. It seemed like it was a farm too. Like they were just they were just jumping around dancing. Yeah, she's that. There. Yeah. Out that guitar riff. So happy. Shiny happy Like Michael Stipe has like the goofy thing with it with the hat on backward. Oh, okay, I do remember that. Yeah. Do you do you agree with him though? Do you do you listen to this and say, ah, it didn't sound like the rest of REM? I don't. Well, REM is such a collection though. Over because it sounds like Aria over decades. So, yeah, some they didn't sound like that crap they played that one time I went and they didn't play any other songs. <laughs> I'm still do you do you know any of those songs that, that they no, played that they night? Didn't, it didn't matter. I mean, none of those songs. Yeah, and REM was over being contemporary at that time. REM was awesome. Like, I what had, do you mean by contemporary? None of those songs were making the pop charts. Got it. 
you know, R.E.M. Was it had because like it was their, beyond pop? They were older. Yeah. They were more sad and yeah. cool. But R.E.M. had the jams. This sounds like, like Stan sounds sonically like shiny half people to me. It does. Yeah. That's why I'm saying he's full of crap. Like, yeah. it does sound like R.E.M. Stand in the place where you live. Wonder why you... R.E.M. was so good. Losing My Religion was like... That was that was their song. Oh gosh. Like, that's the one that shifted everybody, the video. Listen to that. When we were kids, yep. young, young kids. I remember watching it. And he had hair in the video. Did he? Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, you're right. I can picture it right now. Two artists that had hair that we don't think about having hair. Billy Corgan and Michael Stipe. He had long hair. Oh, the jam you, you I mean R.E.M. had well my favorite R.E.M. song is Everybody Hurts which <laughs> got so referenced sad. quite often on the show but I'm telling you I would just what's gonna happen is I'm gonna go back and have to jam it all today but like what's the frequency Kenneth yeah, what's the frequency Kenneth oh, this is right in the mix And don't forget about this. You talk about songs. Come on. He says it doesn't sound like shiny happy people. Come on. The end of the world as we know it. Oh, come on. Listen to that. That's great. It starts Same sound. With yeah, fun. Wait, birds and snakes and arrows. But then they have stuff like this. A lot of minor chords. Sure. A little sadness. A lot of, yeah. Even though it's upbeat, it's still. The tones oh, are darker. Yeah. This one goes out to the one I love. Yeah, R.E.M. was a jam, man. This one goes out to the one I love. This one goes. So, uh, they don't like playing shiny happy people. I thought we'd go down the REM train. I gotta go to commercial real quick. Hold on. The world is full of sounds that warn you of danger. Like, if you get a little too close to a rattlesnake, you're the chick chick chick. But in the digital world, if your personal information is in danger, there is no chick 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 to let you know that you might be in trouble. The good thing is that LifeLock has added the power of Norton Security to see more cyber threats, whether it's potential threats to your identity like your personal information for sale on the dark web or threats to your devices like malware or emerging viruses. If you have a problem, their agents will work to fix it. Of course, no one can stop every cyber threat or prevent all identity theft or monitor transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock with Norton can detect a wide range of threats that could sneak up on you. Join now and get 10% off your first year. Just go to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK and enter the promo code BONES. 1-800-LIFELOCK, enter the promo code BONES for 10% off at LifeLock.com. I love LifeLock. I have used LifeLock. They've helped me so many times. LifeLock.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. Talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacovas store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. 
regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, it's Amy Brown here to talk about the incredible work that's being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and to ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survivor rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. Families do not have to worry about a thing. Treatment is covered, travel, housing, food. And when you're a family that's going through this, like, imagine, you're a parent, your kid gets cancer. You need to focus on that child. You don't need to be worrying about other things. And financial stuff can get really stressful. St. Jude covers it. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment. And when you sign up for just $19 a month, you're going to get the new This Shirt Saves Lives tee. So join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope and text Bobby to 785-833. That's B-O-B-B-Y to 785-833. All right, other songs that the bands don't like to play. And if I went to an Oasis show, which there aren't any right now. They don't play Wonderwall? They don't like it. I don't get it. it. They hate it. Now, Now, the whole thing is that they won't play it at all, but it's they hate it. But isn't that kind of what this band's about? Yeah. Fighting and... They're counterculture against themselves. <laughs> they are. Not even culture. Like, they hate themselves. There's a Netflix documentary on them. I haven't watched it yet, but I keep scanning by it. And I'll watch it one day. On them? Yeah. I've seen it. It's fantastic. Oh, is it good? It's... I just... I, I, this, is, this is what I picture, and you tell me if I'm right. You're right. They just fight the whole time? The two brothers? A bit, but it's very self-serving, but it's still... About, dude, they're so, they were so much bigger than even I remember them being. Especially... In, in, in Across the pond. Yeah. Yeah. But because they were big here, but I mean nationally, like I think that they probably were the biggest band in the world at a time, dude. When that when Wonderwall came out, that was something that we had never heard. Like we didn't hear music like that. We were just coming out of grunge, and they looked almost grunge, but they didn't sound like it. Yeah, and they were British. It was a weird thing. Here's he says, I can't effing stand that effing song. Who's this, Noel? Yeah, I know, Liam. Oh. Every time I have to sing it, I want to gag. You go to America, and they're like, are you Mr. Wonderwall? Oh, I mean, I get that. And they both hate it, though, because uh, that was Liam and Noel, same thing. He was like, I don't like the song. Oh, well, they agreed on something. So now that they stopped playing it, it it's called Supersonic, the documentary. You'll like Supersonic, it. Supersonic, that's it, yeah. It, it's a little cool guy, so you would like it because you're a music 
I just love learning yeah. about stuff. And I don't know much about them other than just their brothers and they fought a lot and they broke up. Here's this one. Madonna does not like playing like a virgin. That was one of my guesses. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that, this doesn't sound like her. It sounds like an 80s song, though, and sure. she dominated 80s and made all the other 80s songs sound like this. Like, I think her and Michael Jackson were the, again, the 80s icons. Sonically, everybody chased them. Yeah. So she made this, everybody else chased it. She got away from that because everybody else was doing it. That makes sense? Yeah, it does make sense. She has 49 top 40 hits. Dang. She says there are two songs that she hates Holiday and Like a Virgin. I forget that's her. She goes, I just can't unless somebody paid me like 30 million or something. Not only will she not sing them, she doesn't want to hear them. She said it's an ex- awkward experience just to hear them. She did perform both in 2016 because she was trying to do a tour to get people to like come. Yeah. And so she did both of those, but she's like, I hate it. So again, with her, like at some point she's going to play it, right? I don't know. She's older now. But I mean, at some point you come to realize like, hey, you know what? Like I, I was really lucky to have this life. And really, this song, those songs were probably the reason why I got to do everything else I, I want to do. I think that comes in if people get older and they struggle. Oh, she might not struggle anymore. I don't think that. Listen, she could. She's sick. Oh, she's only 60. Mm-hmm. I thought she's older than that. But she's got a lot of money, though. Yeah. Like, I don't think she's in any struggle where she has to go. I need to kind of re-embrace what I was. Yeah. And she's also making a lot of new music. I I just I, I like it's crazy to hear people like Garth Brooks, you know, who probably saying friends in low places hundreds of times still today he will do it thousands and, tens of thousands. and there and he'll openly say like why wouldn't i play that like but i wonder if secretly he hates it you think i don't know about hate and i think well probably, getting probably, tired of playing it is one yes, thing yes he's probably grateful for it and he probably if you gave him a choice and it didn't and the crowd didn't care either way right if the yeah. crowd was it didn't matter what you played he plays it because the crowd loves it Right, which is why you do what you do. Right, but if you said the crowd doesn't care what you play, just go and play whatever you want. I bet he wouldn't play Friends in Low Places. If you you go, you're, if you had the chance not to play it, you're right, probably. Right, if you go, if the crowd's going to react the same exact way regardless of what you play, you can play anything you want. He's not going to play Friends in Low Places. Guarantee you, at the end of that show, they'll somebody, <laughs> everyone will be like, you know what, he didn't play Friends in Low Places. Oh, for sure, that's his biggest song. Yeah, but I'm saying, I bet you that everyone that has to do it over and over and over again is like, I, you know, I'd rather not. And you go into probably just a mode of you don't even. You, you, it's just automatic. Just, it's just, just what, doing it. What you're doing, and I don't think Garth or anyone like that would ever say like, "F this song." Like I don't understand that I hate that song. Like that's the part that I don't relate. Like I can't really understand hating a song that much. Like at one point you liked it because you wrote it, <laughs> you know. Like even though you try to sabotage it like Radiohead, like you did write that song. You and did it put it you out. A lot of money. And it made you a lot of money. Uh, Beastie Boys? Yeah! They didn't like doing Fight for You, right? Really? They said it was a frat boy song. It says, the only thing that upsets me is that we might have reinforced certain values of some people in our audience when our own values were actually totally different. So the schools, you know, party, party, party. And they felt like they weren't really all about that. You gotta fight for your right to They wrote once that that song sucks. And they did it as a goof, kind of. I was the biggest Beastie Boy fan. Yeah. If you'd, so, if you'd asked me five years, I don't know what my favorite three albums would be. Like, Forever, Take on an Island, Continuum, 
It used to be Beastie Boys Licensed Ill, which that's on. Is that the one with the plane? No, Beastie Boys is nothing. Licensed Ill is... What's the cover of that? I'm trying to think. Pull up the Licensed Ill cover. Is it the tail of the plane? Oh, on, li- on, on the front Licensed of Licensed Ill, I think, on the front cover. I'm trying to think. I don't remember. I just had this CD in a... In a it, oh, yeah, it's a, okay. like a jet. Yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. right, got it. Yeah, look at that. So what do you think about... what? Like, what's your take on... It's it, they were kids. They this were... went in the wrong direction. That's not who we are. Like you're saying that, that like Beastie Boys are saying that 15, 20 years later. Yeah, like, they're probably like, embarrassed of it. There are things I used to do I'm embarrassed of. Yeah, but if that's part of your you, Bobby Bones, like do you embrace it or do you hate it? Mm, that's a tough thing. You probably secretly love it because it was good for you. Yeah, but you probably can't say you love it anymore because it sends. I don't even know what message we're talking about. Because right? it is stupid. The song's dumb. Like, yes, it sounds like a 13-year-old wrote it. Like that, But that's what everyone liked yes. about it. They were three white dudes rock rapping. <laughs> right. At a time when that was that sound was so foreign. You, first it didn't of all, exist. Hip-hop wasn't even that big. It was just starting to be a thing. Yeah. And, and there the were no instruments to hip-hop. Three Jewish white dudes were crushing it. Yeah. And it was like, I was, I watched them and I was like, oh, I have a chance to do music. I saw the Beastie Boys. Really? Is that right? Yeah. I was like, oh, I could probably do music because if these guys can do it, they're goofy. Like there were always like goofy, you know, goofy white dudes I would look at and go, oh, if they can do it, I can have a shot. Yeah. Um, and if you ever watch them play like Sabotage on Letterman, you ever watch that YouTube no. video? Mm-mm. They're so good, even playing instruments. Really? They're playing guitar and bass. And I've seen old old footage of when they came out playing their own instruments. It's like, look at that. Yeah. No one did that. Speaking of Madonna, they did. They used to tour with Madonna. Really? God, what a yeah, lineup. They're, they're wild. Uh, yeah. So they didn't like that. We got a couple more here. Uh, Run DMC, walk this way. Nice transition. Thank you. The idea for Run DMC to re-record Aerosmith's song came from Rick Rubin, the guy with the big gray beard who produces everybody. Never wears shoes. Yeah. He liked the beat. Never heard the rest of the record. So they were like, this is hillbilly poetry more than a hip-hop song. I get that. Yeah. Now, this is the one that doesn't fit. You know, it's like, all right, this, they were doing this publicity, make money, whatever. Who, Like you said, Rick Rubin. Maybe he thought it sounded cool, but the label loved that, probably. It was such a risk. Again, this featuring thing didn't happen. Very, oh, very Oh, right, rarely. it didn't. You're right. Secondly, there were, it was crossing genres, which really didn't happen. That's why it blew people's minds. Because first of all, you never, you rarely had two artists. You'd have occasionally like a David Bowie and Mick Jagger. Yeah. But rarely did two artists hop on a, a song with each other. And the fact that it was two completely different type of artists was, and then it was also really good. And it was a remake of a song that was already an Aerosmith song. So it's like, we don't want to perform it. They're like, we're embarrassed to perform it. So they didn't do it. Then after it sold, 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 they started to play a little more. Because, oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. But they hated it. So they gave in. They hated it, yeah. So they liked it. And I'll give you one more, which is weird. Really? Robert Plant. That, this is this is they never did it? No, this is they hated it. They hated the song. Oh, but they played they it. They would still play Because <laughs> even in their reunion, I would, they'd play it occasionally. But Robert Plant was like, if I have to sing that every show, I'm going to break out in hives. So they stopped playing it. 
this wasn't my time. This was before us. Yeah, we were, we were way before us. Yeah. I don't know how songs became big, but this song was huge. Like, Stairway to Heaven is... Yes, the classic rock anthem. Maybe yes. the song of the 70s. Correct. We weren't born in the 70s, but if you go, what's the song of the 70s? I start to go, again, not born. I, I go, Freebird. And that's even mostly geographical. But still, still huge. Yeah. But I think Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. I think that's the song of the 70s. And Look at the biggest song of the 70s. You see what pops up. And another one that came up was Hotel California. But this, Stairway to Heaven was it, man. I feel like it was it, like the number one, too. Like, I really do. He's going to look up. Do that 100 best song of the 70s. Just see what people are saying. There's like an article written about that. Um, that, and I would say, because uh, that late 60s starts to fuzz into the early 70s. Like Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yeah. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Like, even like Teach Your Children. Like, that's yeah. big, but still, I think one. All right, we have 100 best songs of, of the 70s. All right, go through all 100 of them. From NME. Hold on, everybody. We're going to go through all. Starting at number 100. <laughs> Oh, it's going backward. Okay, let me know when you yeah, get like top five or so. So anyway, those are songs that those artists hate playing. I I saw Robert Plant has something new out, or he's back out. I actually heard one of his songs on the radio, and is and I. It's good. It was it's okay, but it, the voice sounded like Robert Plant, which is something that I hadn't heard in a while. I heard that. Remember, he did the Allison Krauss mm-hmm. Robert big. Plant. Yeah, that was good. Good album, but. He never did the he never did the Zeppelin voice where he screamed or whatever. Hey, hey mama, sing yeah. the way you move. And yeah, he does no. a little bit in this new stuff where it's like, oh, he's he can still, still get there. He's still well, not that high, but you told me one time Elton John like doesn't even he, go that he got, high. He changes keys completely on a song. That's got to suck. Well, he's also in his sixties, right? Like, but that was your sound. He's you know instead of like blue jean, he's like <laughs> blue jean baby. Like hold me closer. Yeah, not that. He's, Hold me closer, tiny. It's, it's <laughs> he just right. keeps it low. Just keeps it there. It's safe. Um, that site we pulled up, like a lot of Sex Pistols. This is like cool guy no, stuff. No. Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Which w- w- would be their big song? You think? Well, on it this list, that's way. the one they list. Yeah. yeah. Is that to you the biggest Fleetwood Mac song? Uh. Yeah, I mean that would be the biggest. Mine would be Dreams. Dreams is awesome. I would, but that wasn't the first one that came to my mind. Like dreams. Like Gypsy. Yeah. And they're going to have a, a hundred massive hits. Dreams. Yeah, go your own way. There, hey, here's a list. A hundred greatest rock songs in the 70s. We we nailed a lot of these. I'm going to tell you a few of them. And you're go for go, it. Oh, Starting at one. Number one, Stairway to Heaven, Led Zeppelin. Boom. Number two, Hotel California, The Eagles. Boom. Number three. Is Skinner? No. And I didn't think to even add this. 70s, 70s. Give me a chance. Hold on. Give me a it's second. A, it's, it may be the biggest song ever. And I know it's at number three, but when I say it, you're going to go, oh, like it could be the, the biggest song ever. Of the seven, oh, of Neil period, Diamond? Period. No, period. Of all time. Of all time? Yeah. That's and, Sweet Caroline? And, no. And I say that in the way that it's just that so many people have covered it too. Like regardless of where it charts... It's the I think it's possibly the biggest song of all time. Oh, Margaritaville. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you, would you agree that it's possibly the biggest song of all time? Yeah. Oh. Imagine. Yeah. Pound for pound, maybe the biggest song of all time yeah, in Western big. popular culture. Yeah. And it was John Lennon. It wasn't even the Beatles. Even the Beatles.
that line gets because it starts with imagine there's no heaven a lot of people would get upset at that but that's not the point is this, that there's no heaven well i think john kind of did that to himself because he'd always <laughs> like even when he was at the beatles he compared himself they, he compared them to jesus which We're, didn't really fit well with a lot of christians but again he didn't no he didn't that's not really what he did <laughs> right he but said he it, would say stuff like that but but again all misconstrued Correct. Even that first line is misconstrued. I agree with you. He said we're bigger than Jesus, right? Yeah. The he Beatles are. He more... didn't mean like we're actually bigger than Jesus. He goes, he can't believe how crazy people are for this. He yeah. said, we're actually, we're bigger than Jesus right now, and he actually meant it as a slight toward the Beatles. Like he couldn't believe that people were acting so crazy because I, I believe he said we're more popular than Jesus. Correct. And people freaked out, but in reality, it was him disgusted by the fact. That the Beatles were more popular than Jesus. But then he would do the ballad of Johnny Yoko and be like, Christ, you know it ain't easy. And then all the Christians are like, here he goes again. And the line, and the whole point of imagine isn't that there's no heaven. It's also Imagine. It's also imagine there's no hell. It's imagine you're just right now. And everybody just took care of each other right now. Like, that's why the song is so beautiful, but people will get all butthurt over words, man. The first line without listening to the rest of the song. Words are more powerful than people think. Yeah. So, um, Imagine. I think uh, Born to Run was on Oh, there. gosh. Bruce Springsteen, I'm not, of course. I'm just not a Springsteen guy. You've been Born to Run, though? Like, when you listen to that, you didn't, that didn't get you like, I'm, I'm gonna, hyped? I'm going to say this, and you're probably going to not like me for it. So I'm not a big Bruce Springsteen guy, period. And if I were oh. going to pick a Bruce Springsteen... Because I watched that, document, that, 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 that show on Netflix, Bruce Springsteen live show. Okay. It's okay. No, it's, I didn't watch it. I'm just not a Bruce guy. A lot of my friends from the Northeast, from like... New York, New Jersey, all they love them, right? And where, where's Born to Run? Listen to that. Dun, 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 dun. No, I get it. Yeah! Not even in my top Bruce Springsteen songs. Don't. Oh my gosh, do not say Born in the USA. Well, listen, I'll get to it. <laughs> Here he goes. I'm a poser. I'm not even a poser because I'm not even a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. I love, I love Glory Days. Dun, dun, dun. This is good stuff. So like a sound? What is it? it was like, all, hey, what is it, man? It was, Go ahead, tell it, us. It was all pretty good. <laughs> it was all pretty good. I like dancing in the dark. Eddie, even songs like Thunder Road. Yeah. It's good. I'm just not a big Bruce fan. My the best song. <laughs> Here he goes. What? <laughs> Play it. Go ahead. Why are you hating, dude? Start with the drums. I, no, but for real, like of all the Bruce songs. <laughs> so dumb. Did you know this was not written to the patriotic song at all? Yeah, I think you, you told me this. What, actually, what is it? What's I the story? I think it was actually like the, the opposite. Look up. Oh, that. it was like a, it was a, um, uh, like a protest song. Before I get into trouble, I'm gonna have Mike look it up because um, the original title was Vietnam. Oh. Born in Vietnam. Wait, right. Is that a movie or a song? About a rock band struggling with life and religion. It gave Bruce the idea for the new title. Unfortunately, what's it say? Oh, okay, here we go. Springsteen wrote this about the problems Vietnam veterans encountered when they returned to America. Oh, like the movie Vietnam Born the was the first war the U.S. didn't win. And while veterans of other wars received a hero's welcome, those who fought in Vietnam were mostly ignored when they returned to the States. So, so if I still listen to that song right now, I can hear that? But that's what it's about. It's wow, not, I've never even listened. It's not about, look how wonderful the USA is. It's about, hey, what's what's the deal? Wow. Right? Interesting. 
And here we are playing it every 4th of July, like, yeah, America! <laughs> That's so Words. funny. Words, man. Words, dude. The opposite Very... on this one. Yep. Then the other one. The other one means super well, but the words trick you. This one doesn't mean that well, but the words trick you. Yeah. Yeah. And your favorite Springsteen song. I know. I'm such a poser, but I'm okay with that. Do you like the heat? I mean, the dude plays three and a half hours, like, sometimes. It's like, there's a reason Eric Church is like he is, because of Bruce Springsteen. Like, I can admire that. Yep. I think it's cool. He loves the fans. Makes music. Fans. Yeah. I think that's what drives him. I mean, you want to know my other favorite Bruce Springsteen song? I'm not kidding. It's so good. What? He does oh, Santa, no, no, I agree with Santa this. Santa Claus coming to town. Maybe I, one of the best Christmas songs I ever. wore... Now you can't really wear the... <laughs> wear your... <laughs> my app out. But, like, I played this so much during Christmas. Great, right? You guys know what time of year it is! Christmas time! Jam, huh? Yeah. Clarence! Santa's gonna give you a new saxophone! Is there anything that the Raging Idiots don't like playing anymore? We don't, uh, we don't really play Starbucks anymore. That's stupid. So that we don't, us. do we? Mm. Uh, yeah, we, we don't play that one anymore. We do. We it's funny. We do play "Fight for Your Right." We do play all the, all those songs <laughs> all the ones that, that they, they don't want to yeah, play. Yeah, like, shiny happy people. And here's Oasis. Yeah, boy, everybody plays Oasis, huh? Everybody but them plays Oasis. Yep. Yeah, right. go downtown on a Friday night. They're playing it. That's it. Rap, rock and roll. Eddie, appreciate you coming by. Thanks, I always, dude. I always like it when you do the. Uh, and the people do too, don't they? Mm-hmm. They always like it when you come in. And we I like doing together. it. Yeah, why don't you drop out of that podcast? And Which that, one? The sports one? <laughs> it's usually just sit around and listen to Lunchbox yeah. rant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's not how locker room is. Listen, if I were the coach, if this I, is what I would do. But you're not. And you've never been. <laughs> right? You've never played football. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, check out the Store Losers podcast. Eddie is one of the three guys over on that show. Lunchbox, Eddie, and Ray. And also check out Four Things with Amy Brown. That's Amy's podcast. And um, recent episode, she had her husband on. Thanks for listening. Episode 161 of the Bobbycast. This has been... Tell your friends about us if you don't mind. Hey, rate us too. Get, go to the, If you don't mind, take a second and go to the app or wherever you are. Like if you're getting this from the Apple Store or iRadio, rate us and, and subscribe. That actually helps us move up the charts a little bit, get more listeners. So we appreciate that. Have a good day, everybody. Thanks for our sponsor. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacova's.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tacova's.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.